If only life had a remote control, you could pause or rewind. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. Take the one-minute risk test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Here's your money briefing from Monday, February 26th. I'm J.R. Whalen for The Wall Street Journal. Gone are the days when a dishwasher just washed dishes or an oven just heated up food. Large appliances today are a lot more complex, have a lot more parts, and lead to a lot more problems. I heard some crazy stories. I spoke to one family out in San Diego whose dishwasher caused $35,000 worth of kitchen damage when it sprung a leak underneath the countertop that they didn't know about. This was within three years of getting this appliance. Wall Street Journal reporter Rachel Wolf looked into why the lifespan of new appliances is shrinking. We'll talk with her about that and what you can do about it after the break. If only life had a remote control, you could pause or rewind. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but prediabetes does. Take the one-minute risk test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. The functionality of large appliances is growing, but in many cases, their lifespan is shrinking. Wall Street Journal reporter Rachel Wolf joins me. Rachel, how does the physical makeup of large appliances today differ from, say, 10 years ago? Today, large appliances have many more sensors and switches that their 10-year-old counterparts mostly lack. So the inside of these machines has become much more complicated, both to be more energy efficient and also to meet demands from consumers who want smart machines that can do more than ever before. What kinds of added functions do they have? Everything from the ability of an oven to heat up on your commute home to refrigerators that can produce symmetrical ice cubes, you name it, they seem to have dreamed it up. And they also use a lot less power and water than they once did. There are much tighter energy efficiency standards than there were just a few years ago, and manufacturers have to meet those standards in order to sell their products. How much are consumers spending on this new crop of appliances on average now compared to 10 years ago? So it's an interesting discrepancy between how much appliances cost right now versus how much people are spending every year on them. So American households actually spent 43% more on home appliances in 2023 than they did a decade earlier in 2013. And that rose from an inflation-adjusted average of $390 a year to $558. However, at the same time, prices have actually gone down. So they're down about 12% over that same decade. And all the experts I spoke to said one reason for the discrepancy could be a higher rate of replacement. People might be spending less on the individual appliances, but needing to replace them more. So they're more likely to have a large appliance purchase each year than they did in the past. What kinds of problems are people having with this new generation of appliances? The biggest problem is pretty straightforward. They're breaking more. With more parts comes more things that possibly can go wrong and go wrong. They do, consumers and repair technicians and other former 
employees and industry insiders told me these machines just don't last as long as they once did. You spoke to a couple of people who've had difficulties with their appliances. What did they tell you? I heard some crazy stories. I think all of us have had issues with our appliances at this point. It's not exactly a unique phenomenon, but some of the people that I spoke to really experienced the worst of it. I spoke to one family out in San Diego whose dishwasher caused $35,000 worth of kitchen damage when it sprung a leak underneath the countertop that they didn't know about. This was within three years of getting this appliance for a key pump to break in that time was really surprising to them. I had another woman who spent $7,000 on a new Bosch oven and refrigerator, and the oven caught fire the first time she went to use the broiler. She had to call 911 for help putting it out and was able to return the oven. But the refrigerator has also been breaking. It's broken twice already. The Now it's broken for a third time, and Bosch fixed it the first two times, but now she's on her own for the $250 repair plus parts. She's been living without the ice maker that keeps breaking and she's just been living without ice for the time being. You would think for thousands of dollars that you could get a machine that's close to brand new that actually does its job of producing ice. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty nuts. Wow. Yeah, it sounds like it. So Bosch helped out the woman that you mentioned with the oven and the refrigerator, but in other cases, wouldn't warranties cover the cost of repairs? For the woman I spoke to whose oven caught fire, she was able to take advantage of the retailer's three-month return policy that actually wasn't through Bosch, and Bosch has, in her case, a one-year warranty. But a lot of people told me that they didn't buy the extended warranties thinking they didn't need it with a nicer appliance. They were like, I'm going to invest in this top of the line oven and then not shell out the extra hundreds of dollars for the warranty because I expect this to last. And then that's just not the case. One couple had a brand new washer dryer and one of the sensors broke on it within a month of owning it. GE was willing to replace it, and that would have been covered under warranty, but the part was backordered for months, and so they ended up calling out a local technician who was able to fix it right away, but they had to pay for that out of pocket, and it was $300. It's not an ideal system for consumers. Even if they don't have to pay out of pocket for a repair, they're still having the disruption to their life, they're missing work, and they're dealing with a broken appliance for weeks. Right. Missing out in a refrigerator or a stove or an oven for a while can really disrupt your your day-to-day life. The technicians are on the front lines of this. What do they say is in the consumer's best financial interest if something does go wrong? So it's interesting. The technicians I spoke to all recommended buying the simplest possible appliances. They said, forget the bells and whistles. What you need is a dryer that can dry, an oven that can heat, a washer that can wash a refrigerator that can cool, they say the simpler an appliance is, the less likely it is to break. And one technician that I spoke to recently replaced his own dishwasher. And in in addition to buying one with the least bells and whistles, he opted for a mass market brand with cheap and readily available parts. And he chose a bottom of the line model. He said spending a lot of money on something doesn't guarantee you more reliability, which I thought was really interesting. Well, what does the appliance industry say about the level of problems 
with the latest appliances. A spokeswoman for the Association for Home Appliance Manufacturers says their own data last updated in 2019 shows that the average life expectancy of an appliance has quote, not substantially shifted over the past two decades. She said the industry has enhanced safety, energy efficiency, capacity, and performance while adding features and maintaining affordability and durability. That's WSJ reporter Rachel Wolf. And that's it for your money briefing. We'll be back tomorrow with WSJ's Lauren Weber to discuss why more companies are removing college degree requirements for job applicants. This episode was produced by me, J.R. Whalen with supervising producer Melanie Roy. Thanks for listening.